All right, RailsConf Conf Europe in Berlin, talking with David Chalimsky, one of the authors of R Spec. Hello. Hello. Let me uh, clarify that statement you just made. Steve Baker is the author of R Spec originally. I am the lead developer and one of the core maintainers of it now, and have been for over a year. But the original authorship, just want to give credit where credit's due. Great clarification. And Aslak Kalasoy also. Aslak and Brian Takeda. Uh, Dave Estelle's worked on it a lot early on, but he hasn't in a while. Uh, and if you go to the rspec.rubyforge.org uh, and look for the community page, you'll see well over 40 other contributors, which we're, we're pretty psyched about. Now, personal plug here, I did a couple of peep code tutorials on rspec, and, uh, which you helped out with a, little, with a little bit, and they've gone absolutely nuts. I mean, I was really surprised at the level of interest a lot of people want to learn our spec you taught a workshop on monday mm -hmm. and i heard that it was just packed did you find it was a lot of people who had tried it and wanted to f find the details or it was, learning it for the first time it's kind of about 50 50 we asked at the beginning who had been using our spec uh and about half the people raised their hands okay it might have been a little bit more but it, it wasn't the whole crowd some people were just there because they had heard about it and wanted to find out what the deal was. Now, early on, there were quite a few changes, iteration, syntax changes, uh -huh. but it's stabilized a lot now. And See, that was I back that when it was beta software. And, yes, and so, you're allowed to do that. So, Well, not only are we allowed to do it, but, I mean, everybody is. And, and so there's this, this thing, like EdgeRails people know this, right? You take on this risk and you assume the risk you know, until something's formally released. So, yeah. Now, what's the plan from here on out? Do you, now that it's stabilized, are you forking off some other branches for experimental features, or is there a, so, a roadmap? Yeah, there, well, I, I would hesitate to call it a roadmap because that sounds a little more thought out and formalized, but we have, a, we have a, an idea. Um, and the idea is that we'll start using the Linux model for the releases. So... The next, Even in odd numbers. Right, the next release will be 1.1. Now, all the stuff that's in uh, what was the original RSpec framework, um, which we're now calling the example runner, right, because we talk about now descriptions and examples of behavior. Uh, so that's the it block. That's just the terminology that we're using. Instead of saying, well, I've got five its in my describe, it's easier to say I've got five examples in my description. Yep. Kind of rolls better. And so uh, that's all going to uh, remain stable. Right? That's not going to change. If there, there will be, I'm sure there will be changes in the future, but they'll all be backwards compatible from, from here on in. The new piece that we're adding is the story runner, uh, which is formerly rbehave, and we've merged the rbehave framework into rspec. And that's only in the last couple weeks? It's within the last month, and it okay. hasn't been released yet. Um, and so... We will uh, we'll release that, and that'll be the 1.1 release with the story runner included. So the thing the thing that we're not sure about with that is we 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 want to be able to say, hey, the story runner is experimental, use at your own risk. But the other stuff is solid, and you should use it. And I'm not quite sure how to message that with a version number. But we don't want to break the frameworks apart. The whole point of merging it in is because we want it to be one cohesive BDD framework. 
That makes sense. You know, up till now, there's the core elements, users should be valid, all these kinds of things, and you can do model tests and controller tests, and mm-hmm. yet people have said, oh, well, how am I going to test the entire, or specify the entire right. s- stack all the way through mm-hmm. so that story runners are going to fulfill that kind of a need. Exactly, exactly. And so before before story runner, before RBehave existed, um, you know, I was always either using something like Selenium or Water uh, to do in-browser testing or Rails integration tests or some combination thereof. So we definitely wanted to have a piece that could fulfill that role inside our spec. So. Now, I was going to ask Jay Fields this. Maybe I'll ask him also. But he, for under test unit, he has a very specialized system, which I've been using a little bit of in some of my legacy tests where... He actually loads up a active record connector that will throw an error uh-huh. during unit tests mm-hmm. if you even try to touch the database. Mm-hmm. For our spec, it's kind of flipped. It's acceptable to use the database in unit tests, but encouraged to mock or stub in controller tests. How did you come about that philosophy? Well, there, there's a couple of different schools of thought about how to deal with models. Um, and one is that... Uh, it's a unit test, so you shouldn't touch the database. And that comes from the sort of uh, more classic TDD approach about unit testing. Um, and so th- the, the, the other thing is, the other view is that you shouldn't be mocking out layers and layers and layers of the library that you're using. And in, in, order, to, uh, in order to spec out models that have associations, um, and never touch the database, you have to recreate a lot of stuff in the form of mocks yep. that exists in the Rails framework and not in your application. So there's there's a perspective that says you shouldn't be doing that because that's someone else's world and you shouldn't be messing with that. Um, and it it, it uh, the the risk associated with that is that their internals can change, and now you have to change everything in your app when you take on a new release. In your in your tests, um, so I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, that makes sense. So, oh, actually, to, no, because you were comparing it to the to Jay Fields' idea. So right, I I personally think that what what Jay's doing is oh wow, U.S. Americans. <laughs> I personally think <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh, you don't. No, never mind. I can edit this out. Okay, uh, there was a. Uh, uh, we'll talk about it after, and you can edit this part out. Good. Um, so the thing the thing that Jay is doing is making sure that everything runs really fast. Yep. And so he's there, there's a trade-off that you have to take, and the trade-off is that either things are a little bit brittle and everything runs really, really fast, or things are a little less brittle and things run a little bit slower. And he's taking the side of I want things to run fast because he's working on big teams with big with with huge amounts of code, a lot of people who have to deal with that code, and uh, it, that yeah. So and brittleness may be less of an issue because with a big team you have to have a real firm plan going into it, and you may not be doing massive changes. Well, no, I, see, maybe that's not the this, issue. This is an interesting thing, like. People get really freaked out when they have to change their tests when they change their code. Yep. And that's something that's never bothered me. And and like the I think what that comes from is the notion that, you know, the definition of refactoring that we work with is that 
when you're refactoring, you're changing the structure of the code without changing the behavior. And now we start talking about behavior-driven development, and it's all about behavior. And I think there's an unfortunate connection that's made there that says, oh, well, if I'm doing BDD, then I never have to change my tests if I change any of my, my, my code. Yeah. Now, you shouldn't have to change any of the high-level tests, the ones you're doing, like the integration tests, if you're changing stuff under the hood. But if you're changing APIs of objects, then, then it makes sense. Then it makes perfect sense that you're going to have to change uh, the, the code that goes along with it. Now, I think it's, it's great when you can minimize that, but I think having a goal of never having to do that ever is just unpragmatic. Well, thanks for the thoughts. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um,